kids, and welcome back to Junior Church Online. Today, we're gonna to be taking a look at another word that you've probably heard us use a lot, but you wonder, well, what does it mean? Today, we're gonna to take a look at the word grace. To understand what grace is, we're gonna to need to open up our Bibles to Ephesians chapter two, and we're gonna be reading verses one through 10 together today. It says this, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. In today's passage, we see so many points about who we are and who God is. So let's take a look at a couple of them together today, shall we? First off, the Apostle Paul tells Christians that before we trusted in Christ, we were like dead people in our sins. See, it says dead in their trespasses and sins. You've all probably seen a no trespassing sign either on people's yards so you don't step on their grass, or maybe you saw it on a street sign. The Bible makes it clear, when Adam and Eve sinned, they trespassed or went somewhere they were not supposed to. And see, when they crossed that line and in their sin, it brought death and separation. Well then, the Apostle Paul makes it clear that people start off in the wrong place. We follow the wrong person too. See, it says that we were following the prince of the power of the air. And while this prince is not named here, we know that in chapter six, Paul is going to make mention that this person is Satan himself. See, Paul says that if we're following Satan, that that makes us children of disobedience. It means that instead of listening to God and doing things that he wants us to do, we do things however we wanna do them. We live the way that we wanna live. We eat the things that we wanna eat. We do whatever or we think whatever makes us feel good. See, and we do bad things too to others. And because of all of this, we are destined for the wrath and judgment of God. Yet this is where grace comes in. Verse four starts off with a great word, the word, but. You see, we as people are powerless to change our ways out of sin. Yet here the Bible tells us, because God is rich in mercy and that he loves us, or he has such a huge level of love for us, that while we were dead in our sins, he sent Christ to make us alive once again. The Apostle Paul makes it clear, it's through grace that we have been saved. Verse eight highlights this, that it's the grace of God that we have been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. This isn't of our own doing, so that way we can't boast about it. See, he labels it as a gift. And that's what grace is, it's a gift. It's the gift that God has given to us. 
and the most precious gift he's given to us is salvation in Jesus Christ, his son. I want you to think about it like this. I have a gift here. When Christmas comes around, why is it that your parents buy you Christmas gifts? Is it because you deserve a Christmas gift? Have you really been good all year round? I mean, do you really need or deserve more toys? The fact of the matter is, when Christmas comes around, we give gifts because it's a way to show love to other people. This is how it is with Jesus and salvation. The Bible says in Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, we didn't deserve salvation, but because God loved us so much, he sent Jesus Christ to pay that ultimate price. Now see, the cost of this gift was humongous. It was the life of his one and only begotten son. It cost Jesus a great amount to obtain. However, the cool thing is, Ephesians makes it very clear, God gives this gift freely to us. And we take hold of this gift and make it ours when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, when we're saved, it changes who we are and what we do. See, the Bible makes it very clear here in Ephesians, we are God's workmanship. We are shaped and saved by God himself. So we're no longer dead in our sins, but we're actually alive in Jesus Christ. We can now serve God and do the works, or we can really live for him the way that God wants us to because Christ lives within us and he has made it possible for us to serve God. Now that doesn't tell us exactly what grace is though. See, we've, we've been given an example, a gift, and we've been given an idea of how grace changes who we are. Yet, I want to take some time to define grace for you. It's actually pretty easy to remember. It's simply God's riches or His righteousness at Christ's expense. Now, if you take the first letter of each of those words, it spells out the word grace. Grace is counted as any gift that God gives us that we don't deserve. The most important gift was Jesus Christ. But, but the Bible makes it clear that each and every day that we get to live is a gift from God, and that's grace. So today, I wanna to ask you if you're willing to accept God's gift of salvation. Do you understand and see why you need God's grace in your life? What this gift actually entails? I pray that you will take some time to reflect on what it is that God has done for you. Remember, this is a gift, one that you didn't earn or one that you didn't deserve but it costs God greatly, the life of his one and only begotten son, in order that you may find life eternal with him. The only thing is, you have to put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ to take hold of this precious gift. And I pray that you consider that over this next week.